0: This is episode 234 with Kenny Urbania. Hey,
1: everybody. Why I listen to Spot On Insurance with Arlene and Ted is because they care. They do what's best for you and communicate the way they're supposed to. Enjoy the conversations and listen to advice and what they can do to help you out.
2: Welcome to Spot On Insurance. Join us each week as we speak to insurance professionals, attorneys, regulators, and compliance specialists on topics ranging from improving your agency to staying on the right side of the law. Subscribe and stay informed on the effects of new trends and disruptive emerging technologies on your businesses and your industry.
0: Hi, this is Ted. And this is Arlene. Kenny is the president and CEO of the Agency Collective and AC Companies. Kenny started as a scratch agent 25 years ago. He learned early on that customer satisfaction and working with the right carrier could make for a fantastic insurance agency. After 10 years in the business, Kenny found himself with Nationwide As a nationwide agent, Kenny became a leader among his peer group, teaching classes, heading community marketing initiatives, recruiting, and winning multiple awards for excellent performance. Founding the agency collective was a natural progression, with many agents turning to Kenny for direction as the move to independence occurred. Kenny was also a weapons instructor for 16 years in the United States Coast Guard. Thank you for your service, sir. Cool stuff. So, Kenny, welcome to Spot on Insurance. Thank you for having
2: me. Can't wait to have this conversation and get to know more about you, especially your time in the U.S. Coast Guard.
0: Well, you know, before we go there, tell me a little bit about your life. Where'd you grow up at?
1: So I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, just east of Cleveland, about 20 miles. Uh, I was in construction and switched over to insurance at about 28 years old. And it's been a roller coaster ever since.
0: Okay. Well, wait a minute. How did you make that transition There's a lot of connections usually doing construction and insurance. So I'm curious as to how that happened.
1: I was doing uh, insurance repair work with my construction company. And uh, that was the connection that brought me over to be a salesman for insurance. Wow.
2: So it was uh, was your first niche uh, in the construction uh, sector. Okay. It was. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So the part that you knew inside out. So that's, yeah, specialized in it. That's
0: okay. Great. As a young man growing up, what were your plans,
1: man? Uh My plans were never to be an insurance agent. I can tell you that much. So I did like the coast. I did like the coast guard, but it turned out that uh, it was a great gig for me while I was in there. And uh, one thing led to another. I have a family of uh my three brothers. We're all competitive We all became salesmen when we were younger, and we were always competing. Oh yeah,
2: let's talk about it. What different uh, types of sales did you guys do? Because Ted and I have done some serious sales. I used to do uh, telemarketing when you know you would sell magazines over the phone.
1: Well, so my brothers were all car salesmen, uh, and I jumped into being an insurance agent. Even when we went in the military, and all four of us went in the military, they all went in the Navy, and I went in the Coast Guard. I always did something a little bit different. Mm.
0: Yeah, I used to sell uh, Electrolux vacuum cleaners door-to-door in Brooklyn when I was... (laughs) Oh, wow. So we've done a little bit of everything, never mind all the other products that we used to sell at that point to try to make ends meet. So, okay, so you get into the insurance industry. Please explain exactly how this happened and how you felt coming in.
1: So I came in as a scratch agent with no customers, and one by one, I built up a book of business with my former carrier and we got up to about 1,800 clients, and I was proposed to come over to Nationwide, and it was a lateral move for me. And at that time, uh, because of branding and, and availability of products, Nationwide was a great fit. I had a one-year no competes. I switched over to Nationwide, waited that year, and then I brought my customers. I spent 10 years developing over to Nationwide and made all the clubs went on a lot of vacations. My kids were raised with Nationwide, and they enjoyed every vacation we took. Nice. Ooh.
2: What were some of the cool uh, Nationwide trips that you got you guys got to take part of?
1: Um, well, I've, oh, we went to Paris. We went. We've been to Marco Island, both Disneyland and Disney World. Uh, our favorite vacation was Colorado Springs for the family. Uh, we did. We've done. Every. We've gone everywhere. Laguna Beach uh, Nationwide was great for our family. Great for the the trip. Except also. Puerto Rico, right? <laughs> We've never been to Puerto Rico. Actually, our national trip next year for all our agents in our group is in, and you guys can come down and uh, interview down there if you'd like, but it's in the Renaissance Hotel in Orlando at SeaWorld, Uh, which is one place nationwide. We know it
0: well. We know
1: it well.
2: Very, very nice. So let's talk about uh, your members and, I mean, uh, you know, the agency collective. You know, what drove you to starting this up? What were some of the pain points that you saw out there for agents?
1: Oh, you know, it's it's interesting because when I became an agent, I never even knew what an aggregator was. And I really never dealt with an aggregator while I was a captive agent with Nationwide. When they announced we were going independent, I was proposed or prospected by all the aggregators out of there because of the size of my agency in Northeast Ohio. And my business partner, Gary, and I, and Gary was on board with me to help buy independent agents to grow my book of business, we thought we could do it better, and we developed our own, our, our own deal going on. And when we put our own deal together, we presented it to Nationwide, and they said the deal that you guys are presenting is brilliant because our agents will make more revenue for what you're putting together. Mm, nice. And then we ran with it.
2: You know, I know that there's a lot of uh, the names are uh, networks, clusters, alliances, you know, I guess we could just, you know, switch th- switch those up.
0: They're interchangeable, yes. Yeah, they're yeah.
2: interchangeable. That's the word I was looking for, Ted. Thank you. So glad I could help you. Um, but talk to <laughs> us about some of the advantages um, that agency principals have when they join the agency collective.
1: You know, the coolest part about the group is I'm an agent, okay? So putting something together that I wanted to be participating with was the easy part. Figuring out the logistics was the hard part. When we pulled all the contracts for all the different aggregators or networks or clusters right. out there, they all had a hook or a handcuff involved that made it unattractive to me. Good example is with the ten million dollar book of business up here in Ohio. You know, it would run me seventy thousand dollars when I do. When you look at the bonus splits or commission splits or whatever they want to do, you know, I didn't feel like paying somebody. A college feed, uh, you know, for a four-year college degree to be a part of their network. My partner Gary uh, put the contract together so that, that we got rid of all those hooks and handcuffs. We don't tell them what to do. We we just work as like a co-op okay. where we all pool our premium together and we negotiate higher commissions and bonuses for the carriers out there, and we put it together. On top of putting it together, we partnered up with the right people for software, for phone systems, who name it, and we're doing whatever we can to help the agents and earn our
3: stripes every day.
2: Okay. So before we even get into the fees and all of that, first of all, I know because there's a lot of agency principals out there kind of doing the research on what you know, networks they should join, what to look out for. Share with us some of the things that they should look out for.
1: Well, the the handcuffs and hooks we're talking about is the expensive buy-in, the expensive buyout, paying commissions for carriers that aren't aren't even attached to the network. Uh, we've we've taken all of that out of there because it's just not fair to the agents. Our deal fits pretty much everybody out there because of the fact that we're all agents that put it together. Uh, I am the president and CEO of the agency collective, but the bottom line is we're all partners in this
0: together, and
1: whatever helps the agents grow their revenue is our goal.
0: Mm. You formed Agency Collective, and I've already seen that you operate a bit different than some of the other clusters out there because you don't have a fee to join, of course, and then the commissions go directly to the member agencies. Can you share with us other areas that set you apart from most clusters that we see nowadays?
1: Well, you know, the nationwide agents are really, really interesting because let's face it, we were a little spoiled. Everything was handed to us. Nationwide did a great job with our management systems, with whatever we needed. We went to our manager. And and by the way, I brought that manager with me when we developed the the collective here. Uh, But the bottom line is they needed to learn how to become independent agents. It was a big transition when you got somebody who's been with the company for 35 years and never dealt with the other carriers out there. So we had to do a lot of training, a lot of hand-holding, and basically it was probably the funnest thing I've ever done in insurance in my life.
0: (laughs) Very good. So so I guess it would be fair to say that agencies joining can expect maybe to run more efficiently while at the same time maybe increasing their productivity. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, and you know it's a numbers game with me. I'm, I'm all about the numbers all the time. Uh, we we set up programs that save them costs for their agencies, which we don't participate in. We just negotiated better deals than they could do on their own. And then with the revenue side, hopefully they can raise their revenue by 20, 30 or more percent just by what they have now.
2: So take us through it. Like, let's say I'm an agency principal. I come across your website. How do, how do I get enrolled and what's the fee look like. And, you know, you said that there's no contract, but just talk to us a little bit about, well,
1: there is a, there is a contract. We have to have a contract because of the carriers and the agreements we have with the carriers, but the contracts uh, you can leave us on an email. There's no cost to leave us. Let's face it. Divorces (sighs) happen the issue with divorces with us is they can't really go anywhere that's better. So we haven't lost an agent yet to a competitor uh, for pricing or our, especially our service and our communication. We actually bring the agents on board and we don't even charge them to be a member until they're on board and making revenue with us. We'll do whatever it takes to make sure that agent is more successful. If they need uh, one of our vendors, or if they need to talk to our commercial specialist or our brokerage house or a bank, or a phone system, or an agency management system. We've put all those pieces together. And, and I, I can tell you this much, Travelers, when Travelers gave us the deal, they actually said we are the most mature aggregator with no customers. And that was before we started recruiting agents on board. We had all the systems set up before.
0: Very now. nice.
2: And, and talk to us about how does the commission work? Does the commission go to the agency collective first? How does it work? The best
1: part is we never touch commissions. We want the agents to be directly appointed. Uh, If they get directly appointed, they get the commissions directly and then they use their premium on our national platform to bonus from dollar one with us. So if an agent is a smaller agent and doesn't qualify for bonuses because there are minimums on to get a bonus, they do through us because of the dollar one bonus schedule.
2: Nice. And what about the policies who maintains ownership of the policies?
1: We don't, we don't own any of the policies. And, you know, some of the hooks and handcuffs out there is some of the aggregators own the agent codes. So if you ever leave them, they cancel those agent codes and then you're not allowed to write business with that carrier for up to two years. The agents own their agent codes. They own their business. Our name will never appear on a policy we're basically a corporate tracking company and advisory service for the agents. And they take advantage of, believe it or not, we have 2 to $3 billion in premium in our group now.
0: Spot On is sponsored by Insurance Licensing Services of America. Need help with corporate name changes, annual returns, or surplus lines tax filings? Feeling overwhelmed? If you're looking for experts in regulatory compliance, you've come to the right place. Ilsa provides the industry with over 50 services. To learn more about the company and how they can help, visit ilsainc.com. Next week, we speak to the CEO of Highwing, the first open data platform for commercial insurance. They provide brokers new and innovative tools that can improve the process while enhancing the customer's experience. Eric is also the host of the Zoom into Insurance podcast, a podcast that brings insurance professionals together to discuss the many innovations in the industry and
3: the future of insurance. Bywing really exists uh, to connect systems, data, and markets for the efficient delivery and purchasing of insurance. We do that by creating the first open data platform for commercial insurance. And for those of you who are not familiar with what uh, open data is or open data architecture or environments, it's really the belief and understanding that uh, if we all collectively build towards a common set of standards and outputs the ability for systems to connect people to connect and markets to connect not only becomes scalable but it becomes exponential and so if you look at industries like financial services and banking or healthcare as those industries adopted uh, data standards you know transaction standards the ability to integrate Salesforce, you know uh, crm systems or salesforce engines with um, you know, uh, HR and, you know, ERP systems and, you know, with uh, CRM. Once all those parts and pieces in the organization began to integrate, you saw a massive wave of innovation, speed and efficiency.
0: Please listen in next Tuesday as we discuss how High Wing's open data platform puts them ahead of the competition. He explains how open data architecture works, the benefits of having an open data platform in your company, and shares his thoughts on how the industry will function after the pandemic. That's episode 235 here on your Spot on Insurance podcast. So since you also have a broker side of the AC companies, can you give us an overview of the benefits? So we we use uh, some of the biggest
1: brokers in the country to refer our agents to. And we don't make any revenue off of that. We just want to make sure they can write the business when they they run into the accounts. We are putting together what we call the AC network agency because not every agent can qualify if there's a minimum amount of production per carrier but we'll actually write the policies with them and partner up on them. And then when they qualify, they can take those with them and get their direct appointments and make hundred percent commissions. So we will work with the agents to help them make more revenue, whatever. we. So
2: that's do. great because now that relationship with that carrier is open for them. And now they can start, you know, building that trust with that carrier, those underwriters. And then when they have enough business, they can have their own appointments. Yeah. Like this year
1: I've been on the road for the last two months doing. uh with COVID we couldn't have a national meeting this year so I've been in 21 cities in the last 8 weeks wow. meeting with every agent in our group and it's been a lot of fun and and the agents believe it or not want to have those meetings they want the camaraderie what they want to know how to be successful and it's been probably one of the best times of my life as far as communicating with people and having fun Nice
2: with them. And so that was actually a blessing in disguise, right, due to COVID. Yeah,
1: absolutely. During COVID, we were able to negotiate with carriers three in a day. And normally, you know, you have to fly in and out of different areas to meet with the carriers and go to their corporate office. We were able to do everything virtual. So COVID did actually help our group
0: grow fast. Is that going to continue to think in the future? I mean, after COVID is over, do you think that this is something that they're going to implement and it's a step in the right direction for the industry?
1: I've had five Zoom calls today already, so I think it's going to be here to yeah, stay. That's what
0: I was figuring.
2: It's, it's more efficient.
1: Oh, absolutely. I can have 10 people on here and talk about all the ins and outs of the different areas and where they want to launch more more aggressive marketing. It's a great time to be an agent as far as as far as a network like ours. That's excellent.
2: So, you know, you talked about having different resources on hand for um, the agencies that are joining you guys. But a lot of it, you guys have a team of marketing experts as well, right?
1: Correct. We try to do everything in-house. And actually, you know, the one thing we learned with COVID is we're more tech savvy and more digital than probably most of the groups out there. So we're able to work. We have remote employees. We have uh, some of the greatest platform agents, which are territory managers. Everything's online, and, it, and it's really saved us on the back-end costs. And then we can
0: focus on helping the And it sounds more. like you developed a one-stop shop for the agencies.
1: We try to. I mean, there, nobody's always a perfect fit for everybody, but I think we can go from an agent that's 500000 in premium up to our largest agent. Uh, well, we won't mention that agency today, but we do have $40 million agents in our nice. group, too.
2: So can you chat with us a little bit of, on some of the – Marketing help that your folks assist the agencies coming on board.
1: As far as the marketing, today we started a project doing the co-op money per carrier. I have uh, my assistant working on that for us. But one thing we were lacking at, at nationwide agents when we went independent is market access. Uh, our focus has been for the last two years is the market access for the agents. We went after the national carriers first. And then we moved over into the uh, regional carriers and I think we're over 40 carriers now for our network. And on top of that, with our contract with the agents, they can go get a direct appointment with whoever they want. We don't dictate who they sell. We don't ask for any commissions or overrides if they're not part of our group. And heck, if they, if even if they had a contract with a carrier, that's in our group, they don't bring it over to us. We're still okay with that. They'd be crazy not to bring it over to us. We, uh, We have better deals than what they can get. It sounds like you
0: make it easier during the hard market like we're experiencing now. Absolutely.
2: Very, very good. Awesome. So that's great. So they can come in with the appointments that they already have, or they can negotiate their own appointments. So that's excellent.
0: I want to ask you about, you also have an incubator set up. Can you explain this to us?
1: So the carriers came to us and said, you know, Kenny, you have 600 agents in your group. Not every agent qualifies for our products or can sell enough for us to you know, uh, make it worth our while to have a contract with that agency. So we put the incubator agency so everybody could have access to our carriers until they prove themselves or to test the carriers if they want to sell them in their territory. So we're going to be working a little harder on that. with The staffing on that's a little larger. So we'll be doing the quoting and the compliance and, and the underwriting for a lot of those parties. So we're kind of like a, a MGA on that one or a brokerage house. Okay,
2: okay. So one of the things that I saw in um, the signatures that you guys have is life goat. So what is life goat?
1: So, you know, I, I'm a life agent. I, I average, you know, anywhere from 40 to 55 life policies here as a nationwide agent for the first 10 years I was with Nationwide. And the agents, uh, you know, it's tough to write life insurance. It is a tough sale. I love selling life insurance. So we put something together that we have a brokerage house that the agents will do a quote, submit it to the brokerage house. They'll shop it for, I think we have 27 carriers to shop it for. And our brokerage house will do the application, the underwriting, the medical, the whole follow-up, and they can go and see every process along the way. And the agency still gets paid directly from the carriers at a hundred percent top tier commissions and they don't have to do the work. Nice. Life. Sue has been with me for 13 years uh, since I I, I let her take over the life sales in my office two months ago. And she's written 11 policies in the last two months and has never written life insurance in her life. Pretty cool. Wow. (laughs) She's liking her check too. It's a lot bigger than what it used to. <laughs> nice. be. bet.
2: So she probably feels like, man, she should have done that transition a long time ago.
1: I would. I would bet that you're correct.
2: <laughs> so life made easy by the life goat, huh?
1: Yeah, it's inter- it's interesting uh, on the premium dollars, and you know, if we uh, what we're trying to set up for the agents, everything's hopefully easier for them. And we learned our lesson because the nationwide group needed to learn stuff. And I learned as we went, it's been a heck of a learning experience for the last 24
0: months that we've been doing this. You guys also have a webinar series. So what's the goal of these webinars?
1: So the webinar series is to help them with their digital marketing, with their Facebook marketing. We do whatever we, we can to market, help the agents understand the insurance business. Let's face it. There are road agents on there. You guys know what road agents are, right? Those are those retired on active duty Mm -hmm. agents. And believe it or not <laughs> when we were captive agents the average closing ratio was anywhere from 18 to 28%. I do believe our agents are closing 60 to 65% of all their quotes now because of the carrier access we have. Mm. So their revenue has increased uh, on new business. Uh, our deals pay higher than the brokerage house that Nationwide allowed us to use back in the day and it's been a it's been a heck of a ride.
2: That's excellent. So, Kenny, um, at the top of the episode, you know, Ted did the intro and we talked about you being in the United States Coast Guard. You were a weapons instructor. Yeah, I played with Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so share with us what were some of the life lessons that you learned in the Coast Guard that have um, perhaps helped your successes today? So I don't have to
1: ever use an alarm clock because I'm used to getting up early. So that's one of the first lessons. Second lesson is rules. I'm a rules guy through and through. Being a weapons instructor, being in the Coast Guard, wonderful organization. But there are rules. So I hold everybody accountable to the rules. We always make up the rules before the game, and there's never a question on anything. And I think the transparency that I have with the agency force because of that. Really catapult us to a different level than everybody else. Hmm.
0: During the 16 years that you were training young people, how important do you think it was to have a positive culture with your trainees?
1: Well, since I was holding a gun in my hand, I don't think it's too hard to have a positive culture. You know, we, we talk about the uh, the weapons training. The easiest people to train were actually the females in the unit because the men, you know, sometimes they think they can shoot better and they know more than you. So, uh-huh. uh, and most of them, a lot of them were police officers, but uh, you know, the, the the safety first. So the rules came out first, never had anybody get hurt on the range and to make sure they were all proficient in what they did. So that was the fun part of the job. Uh, I probably did 200, 200 to 400 people a year uh, through the Great Lakes on their weapons nice, training. Nice.
2: Wow. And how has that helped you? You know, those experiences from the Coast Guard helped you in training and dealing with new agents on your, you know, day-to-day operations?
1: You know, actually, it's kind of funny you said that because I've never had uh, speaking uh, training or professional speaking Uh training. But running that range, I really enjoy standing in front of people and helping them and showing them and discussing and giving them the answers And it's kind of on the same level here, Uh, you know, that you got somebody who's never shot a gun and afraid of the gun, or you got somebody who's never been an independent agent before. It's just transition. And it was a perfect transition. And having my business partner, Gary, uh, who sets up the contracts and the deals is just such a great you know a class a personality as an insurance agent gary and i've been sitting within six feet of each other for the last two and a half years and we've never had a discrepancy on anything we have open communication and we enjoy we enjoy putting this together and it's very humbling for me to work with agents they trust me uh, i do my best job for them i have a fantastic support staff for them and I'm just humbled that they gave me the opportunity and, and trusted me to put this together for. Them. Wow!
2: So when you decided to start the agency collective, you know, did you envision that you would grow to such a, an amazing number? It's so impressive your growth in such a short time.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, we had a goal of 250 million in premium. Mm. And now that we're going to crest three billion in premium in just a matter of eighteen months from that two hundred and fifty million dollar goal, uh, wow. puts a smile on my face. I may never sell another homeowner's policy <laughs> the rest of my life because I'm too busy with <laughs> to this. But it's been an amazing journey.
2: Yeah. And um, you talked about family. Uh, do you envision your children joining uh, the business at some point, or you know, what's their take?
1: I have two children. They're both involved oh. with it. My son's 20 years old going to business school at Cleveland mm-hmm. State. My daughter runs the you know the phones and stuff at the agency itself. My son's amazing at 20 years old. He knows more than most 35, 40 year old agents because he's been with me in the insurance right. business his whole life. That's
2: excellent. So, Kenny, how do people get in touch with you?
1: I can always be reached at Kenny at the agencycluster.com. That's K-E-N-N-Y at the or they can call me personally on my cell phone at area code 440-478-7700. And I I answer the phone until 9 o'clock at night so they can call me any uh, Eastern time. So they can call me anytime. Wow. <laughs>
2: Kenny, you've been right, a then. rock star. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending this time with myself and Ted on this episode of spot on insurance.
1: Well, thank you guys for having me. And, and, you know, the agencies can call us and you know, there is one complaint we get about our group and, and they want to know what the catch is. There is no catch with us. The catch is we're a bunch of agents that pooled our premium together so that everybody can make more revenue. It's a numbers game. We love our customers. I'm not looking to have my name on anybody's door, uh-huh. We're just here for the numbers game to help them be more successful and, and raise revenue for their families and their staff. Love Fantastic. Thank it. you.
2: Visit spotoninsurance.com where you'll discover an ever-growing library of podcasts, videos, articles, and online tools by professionals for professionals to enhance your insurance education. By the way, that's where you'll also find our podcast notes and bonus resources, Please don't forget to click the iTunes link to rate and review and let others know what you think of Spot On Insurance. Thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next week.